Yes, welcome to No Ideas Original Podcast featuring Shanam, Mr. Rob, and Zane. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Good. What's going on, fellas? Everything, everything. Yo, how, how's your week been going so far? How was your week, Rob? Week is all right. Not too much going on. You know, my, my, my week's normal. I have to sit back home. <laughs> House cleaning, shoveling, all sorts of shit. <laughs> um, and you caught a break. There wasn't a, there wasn't no snow this week. Right, well, when was it? Early, Monday. I think Monday. It snowed, and you know, and I went out there and kind of kind of cleaned it up. Then it froze over. It was so crazy Monday. We get past. It's starting to warm up. Yeah, yeah. All the snow finally melted off of my deck. Thank God. Yeah, my cook. What's up with you, Zane? How about you? Uh man, been doing some collecting, man. Some collecting on baseball cards. What's that? Oh no, nah, just water. Okay, uh, base, baseball cards, basketball cards. They have this thing called Funko Pop that a lot of people are collecting. They basically are like little dolls that are um you got like sports players, you might have movie stars, you might have uh, uh Star Wars figures. Yeah, them things, man. It's a it's a big craze on that. So what I did, I purchased a uh, a platinum cover limited edition Pikachu today. Um, a Shaq Raiden for Mortal Kombat, and a bunch of other joints for like little to nothing. But when I googled it online, like people are paying a good amount of money on eBay and other uh you know uh, platforms in order to to, to 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 buy them you know them collectibles. So you out here cyber hustling, huh? Zane, you well, no, well, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna sell any of them until like maybe like three to five years down the line. You on your storage wars grind? That's what you're doing now? Yeah, because even like with all the baseball cards and stuff I have, and whatever hockey cards, I haven't sold any of them yet. I'm just holding on to them. But I think the 2020 uh, cards of any sport is is gonna hold a lot of value, being that you know it's a historical. Uh, unfortunate year of like you know of, of 2020. So last year a lot of stuff been going on, but I would suggest anybody that's uh, collecting anything of 2020, just you know, of course people are gonna buy and rip, open some packs, but have some packs that are still sealed because you're gonna get a lot more money for that. I looked into uh, whatever year Michael Jordan came in to the league and 84. people are paying, yeah, 84. People are paying like crazy like. Almost a million dollars for just one pack. What the hell? Yeah, oh. bro, it's crazy. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But I guess you can't put a price on what somebody values, right? Right. Man, you know what? This week, this week, um, I'm sure y'all see on, on social media that Bobby Schmerder's home. Oh. <laughs> Bobby Schmerder's home, which is yeah. To, to me, yo, I'm, I don't, I don't condone crimes. But what I will say about the whole Bobby Schmurter situation, one of the things that I appreciate is accountability. Um, and the fact that that man did his time after he was convicted, you know, like that to me, I'm, hope, I'm, I'm hopeful that he gets a second chance, you know, in society and he does the right thing with it. So that's exciting to me to see what Bobby Schmurter comes up with. I'll tell you yeah. this, man, jail is not a place for any black man at this point. Yeah, no. If you do get a chance to get out, stay the hell out of there. Yeah, well, for sure though, we got, we got a good one today. You know, we always talk about entrepreneurs, we talk about business, 
and we talk about building and we talk about supporting black entrepreneurs. So today we're fortunate enough to be joined by a brother that I met, you know, um, when I went to Africa. He was, him and his wife, they were on a trip with us. They went to Africa. Um, my man C-Mac agreed to come on. He gonna build with us and talk to us about being an entrepreneur and talk to us about cryptocurrency. What's good C-Mac, how you doing man? Hey, what's going on Shannon? How you guys doing? Yo, happy to see you, man. Always, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Yo, so let's get right into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself, um, some of the some of the, the different endeavors you're engaged in, and what made you decide to become an entrepreneur. Oh wow. Um, as far as um, I think, I always tell people I was probably groomed to become an entrepreneur for my dad. So my dad um, started a, a detail shop, detail business out of a trunk of his car uh, back in 1980, and uh, you know grew it to a, a small business to a you know brick and mortar business, and uh, we were able to uh, open up you know multiple locations. Um, but you know, at a young age, you know, I, I never had a, a babysitter, so I was always you already, you already know the, the little kid running around the shop. That, that, was, that, was, that was me, you know. Pops was definitely breaking all types of, you know, child labor laws. <laughs> but but you know, um, it taught me, you know, what it what it took, you know, at an early age, what it took to you know get the job done to be successful, and you know. Uh, in business and uh, that basically just uh, opened my eyes up to business and I went to college University of Maryland Eastern Shore shout out to everybody all my hawks out there um, majored in business minored in marketing so I guess you know the combo of those two things kind of you know built me to you know the entrepreneur that I am today nice Wait, pardon self, right? You said you graduated from University of Maryland Eastern Shore? Yes, sir. Around what year? 2000. Okay, because uh, one of my younger cousins went down, went graduated from there. He was, uh, I think, homecoming king maybe two or three times in a row. Oh, wow. I was gone because we wouldn't have let that happen. <laughs> oh, no, well, well, no. Well, no, no, no. I'm just joking. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that, that, that's... That sounds around the time that he might have graduated. Do you know a uh, person by the name of uh, Jatoa Conway? Not sure. I got you. Make sure you send me a face because you know, you know, okay. I can definitely remember a face. You know, uh, I know my homeboy. I know my homeboy Plemmy went down there too. Plemmy, Plemmy's from Jersey. He like a big time fitness trainer right now. A lot of people know him. Name oh, Plemmy, Muslim, Muslim cat. Yeah, I definitely probably know him by face. You know, we and we see each yeah. other. You know, we, he was at for a while. Yeah, you know, we uh, University of Maryland Eastern Shore. You know, it was it was it's a small campus. Everybody knew each other, and mm. you know, it was all love. So you know, if he was there and we and I was there, we definitely know each other. Okay. But being as though you were you were the little guy in your father's business, did you, did you follow in your father's footsteps and take over the business? Uh, as much as he would let me, <laughs> yeah, as much as he definitely would let me, um, 
I guess one of the things I was uh, when I once I graduated, I um, you know I I became more hands on in in the in the business because um, you know instead of you know going back and forth from school to the to to the shop and stuff like that, um, I was there all the time. You know, because quite, quite honestly, even even when I was in school. I, I I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, I just you know what I'm saying I just knew I was I was good at whatever I wanted to do. You know, um, even though my even though my my close friends was like man, you know you're going to take over Pop Shop. You you know that. But at the end of the day, I didn't I didn't know that. And you know that's that's kind of what happened. But um, like when I when I uh, graduated. You know, one of the first things that I, I implemented in the business was uh, now this is back in 2000, so this we're talking you know 20 years ago. So one of the things that I implemented was like subscription-based you know services. So you know this this you know merchant services like you know every month you paying your bill you know type of thing. You know, based on, you know, and I created all different types of packages and stuff like that. And, you know, I implemented <laughs> this is Blackberry, like everybody on my team, like basically I have Blackberry, you know, so, you know, a smartphone, all that type, texting, all everything, you know, so, and I was just building my list, you know, my contact list. I was, was still, that's definitely one of my things, building your list. And, um, yeah, it kind of, it took off because nobody was doing that, you know, not in that, um, that field. What you say subscription, subscription, uh, a subscription business, that's kind of, that's kind of what I see in my head because there's a guy right now who's trying to get me to join his little subscription thing for paying like $85 a month, but the amenities you get in there, I'm like, maybe I might pay for that $85 a month. You know what I mean? so, right, because at the end of the day, you know what he probably throwing in there is probably worth three hundred. So at the end of the day, you know, if he, but if he can, you know, what they always say, a bird in the hand is worth more than the foot. Right. So at the end of the day, you know, if you build a business based on that, and you got a guaranteed amount coming in, you know. Barring, you know, John Doe got the money in the bank. <laughs> and we don't get no, you know, insufficient funds and all that type of stuff. But, um, you know, it, you can, you can, it, it frees up. And, you know, banks like that. When you go in and say, hey, look, this is, this is what I got coming in on a regular basis. I got people on contracts. Like, this is a definite thing. So, you know, it solidifies your position a lot more. Tell, tell us this, what's the biggest misconception of being an entrepreneur, especially a black entrepreneur? Because a lot of people think that, okay, uh, when you start a business, they, you know, people look at the analytics and they'll see what businesses that they want to venture into. And a lot of times they think it's all about uh, earning the money and stuff like that, but you have to have checks and balances. You can't just flip your first profit. And a lot of times, a lot of these small businesses, you might be in the red for about a good year, year and a half before you even see a profit. Yeah, see, that's the thing. You, you got to know that before you even get in there. You know, that's that's you know, that's just smart business. You should you should have been able to anticipate that. 
you know and if that's part of your uh your your blueprint your you know your business plan then okay you know but if it's not you already starting off on the wrong foot so you need to you know regroup but at the end but your question you know what's the biggest misconception of you know being a business owner especially a black business owner is basically uh, uh it's a few things um one it's it's no if you're coming from a nine to five or what have you like it's no set time it's the, the time is when the money coming <laughs> so it's no it's no time there's no time so at the end of the day if it's three in the morning and that's when the money coming it's three in the morning that's when the money coming you know it's it's, it's no i'm sleepy uh, or or what have you you know and then you gotta have you know good people around you to actually understand that you know the support system that hey you know you know i'm not sure what people are in their lives but you know some people are you know single parents and what have you and then they got a business to run at the end of the day you know who's going to, who going to take care of the kids while you you know out at three in the morning doing whatever you, you need to do in order to handle your business even if it's just to run to the bank whatever you know you can't grab the baby you know and you know do that right it's 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 you know but long story short it's it's not sweet you know it's it's not sweet at all you know especially the beginning i don't people say you make your own hours yeah you make your own hours because it's 24 hours exactly <laughs> you exactly. got most of that time as much as you can Yo, I could, yeah. I definitely co-sign. I definitely co-sign with you, what you're saying because my wife and I we operate a business, and we're always, we're always on the clock. Like my phone rings nonstop. I constantly get emails. It's ongoing. Um, you know, so in that respect, when you talk about like having people around you, I'm thinking like having people around you and your family that understand is important. But also, I think your um, your employees, having people around you in terms of your employees that understand also that. This is a round-the-clock operation. Like we always got to be ready to go. That sometimes could be a um, be a challenge because you get some people whose mindset, especially people who have historically only worked nine to five, that they're programmed to work nine to five and then they shut off. Right. But I think in this day and age, like you know, you you always on the clock as a business owner. What are, um, I was you know I'm interested in your perspective in terms of this. Do you think that um. Black business owners, especially small business owners, have a smaller margin for error than other business owners? And if so, why? <laughs> um, we we grade each other on, on you know, a, a real sharp curve, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, supporting black business and stuff like that. Um, you can't get away. You gotta be. You gotta be on your p's and q's when when you when you own a black business. It's, it's you have to you know be uh, two times better. You know just just because you know of the uh, the power of the black dollar. So <laughs> at the end of the day, you can't get away with the same. So you can't get away with the same thing that you know uh, other cultures can get away with, because 
you know, uh, we don't play that. This is long story short, you know. <laughs> we don't we don't play that, you know. People, you go to the Walmart and you stand in line, you know, you know, it'd be three people in line, but nobody behind the register. Every all three of them people are standing there and just chill and wait. You go to a black restaurant and ain't no napkins on the table. You know? <laughs> It's I'm not eat me again. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. We got much to come up with, man. We got crazy. That's true. That's what do you think? think That's about? I mean, I think it's about a, quite a few things, man. I think it's uh, it, it's something in in our uh, in within our culture that you know it's a privilege for me to support you or what have you, you know. You know, no matter how 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 good the, the business is or whatever, I think that you know sometimes uh, we we think that hey, you know, I can always go such and such and such and such, you know, and, and get it get it done. That's always an alternative in the back of you know our head. And I'm not saying it's it's healthy, you know, but at the end of the day, as a black entrepreneur, it don't bother me. It just challenges me to you know have everything tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that because I had an experience probably, I think it was like two two years ago for Christmas Eve. We usually, you know, we usually cook a course for Christmas, Christmas Eve. We decided to have it catered. And we went to a place in, uh, in New York to have it catered and we tasted food. We weren't overjoyed with the food and was like, this is great food. But we said, you know what? This will be the first year that nobody has to cook. Place the order. And I'm having conversations back and forth with the restaurant owner about the order. He couldn't remember the order, despite the fact that I ordered it three times and paid him. So on Christmas Eve, I go to pick up the food. I drive from Connecticut down to New York to pick up the food. The food is not ready. Mind you, I get there and he's like, oh man, I was just about to call you to tell you that I need probably about like another hour, hour and a half. I'm like, well, I, I just came from an hour away. What do you expect me to do for an hour and a half? So I'm standing there the whole time waiting for this dude to get the food together, waiting, just waiting for him to get the food together. Probably maybe like after two hours, he gets the food together. And he's not hes not even apologetic or anything about it. The food didn't taste good. <laughs> At the end of the day, I went back, I went back to my house and I looked, I looked, which I probably you know, and um, in retrospect in advance, I looked at his reviews and all his reviews was about his lack of professionalism, how the food is not good, all these different things. But I was so hell bent on y'all. This dude. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. Nah, nah, nah. But I tell you what, shot. We ain't gonna put them on full blast. But after this is over, let me know what that establishment is. So when I go to New York, I know not to go there and waste my money. I, I, I would, I would do that. I'm not, I'm not trying to ruin the dude. But it just, you know, sometimes I think, and I bring this story up because I think sometimes. <clears throat> if you if you kind of flip it around, sometimes I think people use the fact that they're a black business owner as uh, you know, well, I'm a black business owner, you're a black man, so you know, you should be understanding or accepting of it. You oh, know, coming. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I ain't with that. I ain't with that. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, let me tell you something. Like honestly in business, like you can you know, plan everything through and through, thoroughly, you know, cross all your T's, dot all your I's, something is gonna go wrong, you know? And 
of course, you know, in, in that man's uh, uh, case, like he's just not professional. That's, you know, he is that's just plain and simple. However, you know, in everyday life, everything ain't gonna go your way. It's all about how you actually go and correct it. You know, it's just that simple. So if he would have, you know, instead of when the minute that he got on the phone with, well, couldn't reach you or what have you, or even thought about calling you, what is the, uh, what is the buffer? What is, what is gonna make this man happy? So when he get here, his food ain't ready. What can I do to, you know, accommodate him as soon as he walk in the door? You right. know, is it, is it comping the food? Is it, you know, uh, free food, you know, uh, for the next, you know, time around? Is it, you know, gift card, you know, whatever, something, his brain need to be churning because, and it should be, it should be, you know, um, it should be just, just standard practice. You know, when you run into an issue, I'm not saying it should be, you know, free, but at the same time, you know, for the inconvenience of that magnitude, you know, you drive an hour away, you already did everything on your end. He ain't handling his business. Like, you, like that's not, you gotta be prepared, you know, for, for stuff like that. And when things don't go your way, it's all about how you correct them. You know what I'm saying? Because if he would have corrected it properly, you wouldn't be talking about it right now. And you know, he, he already lost four customers plus whoever else is on his. Well, <laughs> you, know, you, know what, you know what? Things, like you said, things happen. I think what bothered me about it is after I looked at his reviews, this is something that's historical. So you're absolutely right. Like, he's this is his track record. This is who he is. You know, so if this is who you are as a business, if you're not reading those reviews and trying to make changes and address the situation, then you're not you're never going to be able to expand or go anywhere. If you look at this man reviews, everything that I said is consistent. Like everybody keeps having the same experience over and over with him. If, if he can't read, so he don't know what's going on in the review. No, and you know what it is too, Shannon, C Mac, and Rob. A lot of times when you have, uh, especially uh, black businesses that we get caught up in a situation of quote-unquote jargon called hating. So being that you was inconvenienced coming from Connecticut all the way down to whatever borough that you had to come to to get that food and whoever else that went to inconvenience with, with this particular establishment, right? Being that they can't think it through and think of a solid business plan or a different strategy to curb their enthusiasm, they will say that a person is hating because they are complaining about their situation as far as with their business no no i'm serious i'm serious because that's 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 the big thing that a lot of our people have to have to have to like uh really snap out of like if you're if you're if your customer service sucks your customer service sucks and at the same time the main boss to any uh entrepreneur is the customers you gotta listen to your customers if you want to be in business if you want to be in business and the first thing in business you're providing a service and one thing I learned as far as when it comes to service, it's not just the service that you're providing. You also want to provide an experience for the customer, and you also want to provide them with some sort of satisfaction. So they'll enjoy that. Let me ask you, good brother Matt, what's the most rewarding part of being an entrepreneur? And secondly, what makes a good advertising and marketing campaign? Mm. Oh, wow. I, um, I guess you gotta define good, you know, because at the end of the day, 
you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of reverse engineering everything. So, um, if you say, you know, uh, the result is, you know, to make money, I have a question in business to make money. You might be just in business to make people happy, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. But, um, uh, as far as a, a, a good marketing plan, just, I would say just, you know, execute from start to finish, reverse engineer it, whatever, whatever the long-term goal is, because you'll, you'll eventually, you know, get to the goal, but if you can work backwards, it'll help you out a whole lot rather than, you know, just trying to, you know, take the bumps and the bruises as they go. Right. But the most rewarding thing for me, I fell in love with the actual transaction. I've said this multiple times. Like I get the same feeling from a fifteen dollars transaction as I get as a five dollars transaction. It's the same feeling. It's like a high, you know. So um, just to 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 start with something that you may have you know scribbled on some paper, and you know, because I'm a, I'm big on if, if you know three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, you got an idea, what have you, write it down. Down, put it in your phone, whatever, whatever your method is. That's right. Um, but come back to it. You know, come back to it. Put fresh eyes on it later, and see if it was it's a valid, or if it's just oh man, I was tripping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, you know, if you put you write it down, you come back to it, and it's, if it's if it's valid, you might got something there, and then you know, reverse engineer the whole thing. You know, whatever the goal is. Right, 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 right. Now tell tell us too. We have a uh, uh, good amount of people watching. Um, for anybody that want to become an entrepreneur, right? Say if they you know want to go legit, get their license and stuff like that. Is it best to be under a LLC, under Productions, under Corporation, etc.? And number two, uh, I always hear about people uh, going to legal zoom to get their stuff because they don't want to deal with the paperwork and X, Y, Z. So, do you are, are there other alternatives that are just as good at, as, as legal zoom to expedite the process in order for the, the paperwork to be finalized? And if it, and also if it's, if it's cheaper. Great question, straight up. <laughs> Great question. I um I felt quite a few LLCs on on LegalZoom, using LegalZoom, for that simple fact, like don't want to be dealing with the paperwork, or, you know, um, even built a nonprofit on uh, LegalZoom. Uh, they do everything. <laughs> they do everything for you. But here's the thing though, um, every, a, lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs get caught up in like, what should I do? Should I be a sole proprietor? Should I be, you know, an LLC? Uh, should I, uh, whatever option you, you contemplating in your, in your mind, just do something, <laughs> just do something. At the end of the day, when you do that, along the way, you'll meet people. You'll, your ideas will change and you will have to change with the actual ideas. So. You might have started off with, as a sole provider, but now you can see your accountant and he like, oh, wait a minute, you know, let's change this, you know. But any long story short, I think people just spend a little bit too much time in that area right there when they could be actually executed. 
That's a good point. Tell us about some of the other um, some of the other businesses that you are you know you own you operate outside of the detail. Um, I I focus on you know digital real estate, which is basically um, domain names and uh, buying and selling domain names, uh, car sales, of course. I dip and dab in a little, you know, uh, residential real estate. I can go on. I probably forget a lot of things, but of course, you know, uh, I do a little buying, selling crypto, trading a little bit. So my entrepreneurship skills have, have grown, you know. So I actually probably got to write down everything that I, <laughs> that I do. But you know, but uh, but auto, but uh, one tip I would tell people is uh, autopilot is your friend. And you know, even though you know you want a, a custom approach, you know, very personal approach or what have you, certain things need to be on autopilot. Because if if, if Zane, if you hit me, and I don't hit you back, you know, from a you know personal response or what have you, I need to have something. That's backing me up, saying, "Oh, you never hit Zane back. <laughs> you know, you never know. You know what Zane wanted. You know, he might be trying to spend some money, or you know, support your your business, or collaborate with you, or whatever. Something automation is your friend. Follow up. There's no price on follow up. Absolutely not. You know what? Real, real, real quick. Um, we had interview. Okay. Um. You heard of the producer Ryan Leslie, correct? I love Ryan Leslie. So we wound up in interviewing uh, Black Techie. She is the ambassador for his for Ryan Leslie's platform called uh, uh, Superphone. So I she had was basically excellent. That, that's a, that's a great segue to what you were saying prior a couple of seconds ago because. That's a bet. That's that's a better way or the futuristic way for people that own businesses to interact with their consumers. Yeah, the Superphone was in beta when I had it. What did you think of it? I really thought he was on something at the, you know at that time. You know, so I'm pretty sure at this time it's probably killing. You know, um, the things that he was that the Superphone was doing, what five years ago. <laughs> You know, was you know, very much automated, um, very personable. They covered all, a lot of bases. Like, it made it very user friendly at the time, and um, I liked it. Yeah, it's funny because we were talking about automation last week, right? I feel like we had a discussion, and automation came up, and we were saying that it's you know, there's a lot of jobs that are kind of no longer exist because of automation. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, um, that's the truth. Yeah. It's, it's, but, but at the same time, you know, it, it also creates jobs too. It just creates op other opportunities. So, so let's shift. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say let's shift gears and let's talk about the um, about crypto because you mentioned that you know you, you buy and trade crypto. So for um. You know, we've had many of these uh, discussions like this on this platform, and uh, subject of crypto always comes up. 
And you know, we spoke behind the scenes and I told you my experience with crypto. Like I don't have a lot of a lot of experience with crypto. Um, so I think it'd be helpful to actually kind of pick your brain in terms of it. So tell us, you know, um, what exactly is cryptocurrency and how did you get interested in buying and trading crypto? Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody's heard of, you know, Bitcoin. So we just use Bitcoin, you know, for the, for the masses. Unless you've been hiding it under a rock for the last, you know, since 2009, since it's the beginning. But basically, crypto, I mean, and I don't want to lose anybody. That's, that's the thing when it comes to, to cryptocurrency, because the more people we have in the space, the more powerful it is. And education is key. So there's no way in the world I can, you know, break down what is cryptocurrency in, you know, an hour and a half. There's no way. You know, I, I don't even know everything, so you know I won't even you know try. But you know, as far as what it is, essentially, it's a decentralized digital currency with a limited supply built on blockchain technology. So that alone might like scare people. Like, what? What is? What is that? You know, that's just yeah. It was blockchain. You know, it's but. You know, if you're interested, you would, you know, take it and, you know, go do your own research and all the whole nine. So, I mean, you know, decentralized, you know, it was designed for basically peer-to-peer -peer transactions to be unbanked. So you, everyone would be their own bank. So you, it's up to you to secure your your, your coin, you know, your, your, your money, your, your assets. You know, it's a it's a digital currency, so it's, it's you know it's not tangible. You can't you know physically take it and you know put it in a machine and or give it to somebody. It's it's, it's strictly online. Uh, if the, the the thing that people sometimes don't realize is when when it's a digital currency, that means there's only a limited supply of it, which basically means. Uh, is eventually going to run out if things go the way that it, you know the, the the creators have you know thought then eventually it's going to run out will it be within our lifetimes or what have you you know i hope so <laughs> you know <laughs> but um that's what makes it you know uh, uh so expensive and the price you know uh fluctuate or what have you and you know blockchain the, the blockchain technology basically that's that's the key people focus on a lot about crypto when it need to be the other way around it need to be more focused on blockchain technology rather than cryptocurrency because once you you understand blockchain technology like the crypto part is just a breeze so blockchain basically yeah so, yeah so so basically blockchain technology is just um in a, in a simpler form is a whole bunch of information on a platform that confirms and verifies transactions of that information. Such as smart contracts. Correct. Now, smart contracts might be a little bit you know, over some people's heads, but at the same time, Exactly, Zane. Such as such as smart contracts, but you know you can build a blockchain on anything. You know you can build a blockchain to verify whether or not you know uh, no ideas original podcast is 
a real podcast. <laughs> you know, you know, it would have to go through a series of verifications in order for it to be valid. Okay, so if it actually does that, if it gets, if it goes through through those series of of, of verifications, then and went through the blockchain, then it's it's true. It's it's the real deal. So when when people you know say things about crypto that is not secure and what have you well most cryptos have to go through you know three to ten different you know verifications in order to, for it to actually uh actually uh, be a valid transaction so and it's you know it's way faster than you know traditional banking so you can implement blockchain technology, even though it started with cryptocurrency. You can you can implement that. And I shouldn't say you can. They are implementing it in other you know fields that don't have anything to do with cryptocurrency. It's just the technology itself that you know it's just a copy and paste. Wow, that's crazy. And you know what too? No, go ahead, Rob. I was just going to add just another crypto question. Really. What, if, if any, what are the benefits of crypto? Wow, this is well. I'm not sure if people know, but there's places in the world that you know they don't have a you know uh, a currency or whatever. You know, they they gotta they have to you know rely on something or what have you. It's taking off. I think I read somewhere where it said the uh, the Federal Reserve is down, but Bitcoin is up. That, that's saying a lot for the dollar, man. Bitcoin ain't going nowhere. I I hate to be the one thousandth person to tell you. I hate to be the one thousandth person to tell you this, but it's not going anywhere. Uh, it was designed to be unregulated, you know, and, you know, I don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows, you know, as far as what the United States is, is doing, trying to do with, you know, trying to regulate it at the moment. But right now it's kind of like the wild, wild west where, you know, they're making it up, they're the rules and regulations as they go. And I'm not sure, but... I, I can maneuver in spaces like that, you know. <laughs> I think I think the one the one one of the many reasons why the government or governments are not forming in unison yet to crack down on Bitcoin. One of the many reasons because when you look at certain stocks, whether on Nasdaq or uh, New York Stock Exchange or even on OTCs, uh people that are invested in Bitcoin, the volume as far as your uh, market gain is way faster than, than the regular stocks that, that people know about whether they're in the Fortune 100 or Fortune 500. So the reason why I think the government not cracking down on that because all of that stuff that people are gaining, which is a lot faster than the regular stocks, that's all taxable income. So don't just think that, okay, people are just making all this crazy amount of money and it's not being taxed. The government know what they're doing. They're just sitting back, watching it, analyzing it, but still trying to crunch it and compact it to where they can eventually go through the loopholes and find out a way to regulate it at the same time. 
then number yeah. two is that and then number two is that um what do you what do you think will be as far as end game we know that bitcoin is the face of cryptocurrency but what do you think about ethereum um at the moment i mean ethereum is the platform ethereum is a blockchain platform that ether runs on okay and, and ethereum is a, a blockchain platform that can be ran on with other coins you can actually develop a coin on the ethereum blockchain okay um i think that's great it's great for ethereum you know uh they call it the silver to you know uh bitcoins go uh right now uh the price is definitely going up but I personally think that it's, it's, it's based on, you know, people entering the space and, and the familiarity of it, because the, the utility of it is, is, is kind of high right now for as transaction fees. Whenever you maneuver it into space, the, it's, it's, it's kind of high, the, but, you know, that's not going to stop it. Unfortunately, that's the power of cryptocurrency. It's not going to stop it. It's too familiar. People are too familiar with it. It's a base coin. And a base coin basically means it's, you know, you can, it's easily to get into. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a known coin. You got your, 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 your known coins. Very easy to get into that space. So I'm a fan of Ethereum. I'm a fan of, you know, of a lot of coins though. So that really doesn't mean a lot. <laughs> We got a question from uh, from a viewer. She says, well, he says, Maris Avila, how do you invest in cryptocurrency? Also, what is the going rate of investment and how do you find a company to invest with cryptocurrency? That's a bunch of questions. <laughs> oh, what was the first one? Because I really, I can't see it. How do you, what? The first you... one was how do you invest into crypto? And then the second one is what's the going rate of investment? And then how do you okay. find a company to invest? Okay, well, I, I'll break that down to what's the easiest way, okay? If, if, if she's in the United States, uh, which she probably is, um, one of the easiest ways is to use Cash App. You can enable your Cash App to, to uh, buy and sell trade, uh, Bitcoin on, on their platform. And they started that, I want to say, maybe two years ago. And they, the numbers are crazy on that platform. And um, that's probably the easiest way right now. Um, just to go ahead and enable your cash app. Uh, PayPal actually just uh, decided they're gonna be entering the space. Um, it's regional right now, so I'm not sure where she is or where he is. Uh, within the next few months, PayPal's on board. So, uh, you know, just enable it on your PayPal account. You got uh, other different other exchanges that uh, like Coinbase and uh, U.S. Uh, exchanges um, that sh you can you know basically register to to to, to buy and sell Bitcoin. Um, if 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 you go to my uh, my LinkedIn, basically go to imcmac.com. 
I have um, a few uh, exchanges listed on there with my, my referral codes. And basically, if you use those codes or whatever, you don't really have to jump through all the hoops. And you get some bonuses and stuff like that uh, when you actually uh, use the referral codes. But, you know, that's probably like the easiest way in order to buy. Right now, uh, then they ask how, what's the going rate? Since we're talking about Bitcoin, I'm, I think the last time I checked, somebody can double check. Today, uh, we, we, we touched 50 last week, 50K. Uh, yes, but um, I want to say it's trading at like 46, 46.3 right now. Somebody can double check that, but you know, it's in the neighborhood. But yeah. um, uh, we recently uh, had Chinese New Year, which basically, um, uh, historically, during the Chinese New Year, which is like mid-February, I think today might be the, like the last day of Chinese New Year. This has like been a crazy time because uh, <laughs> we didn't see too much Red Sea. Whenever Chinese New Year comes around, you know, a lot of Asians do hold cryptocurrency. That's their thing. That's what they use, and uh, they they tend to sell. They tend to sell during Chinese New Year. That's just their tradition. So basically, it, it 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 it's a crazy dip in the market. So what happened was when that when that when they sold, <laughs> you had your big name companies buy it up, and what happened was it brought us right back to where we are now. So I'm pretty sure you guys have been following. You know, you got Elon Musk. You know. You know, dumping a whole bunch of money, your big companies, you know, buying, you know, a whole bunch. So basically, yeah. when they they waited for the Chinese New Year to come around, you know, rather than you know buy, you know, at the all time high, they waited, and then they brought it right back. You see that? I think they said that Coinbase is about to do a um, public offering. I think it public. public. It went public. I was I was gonna ask that. What, 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 what do you think of the breakthroughs and the effect of Coinbase going public? I think it's a good thing, man. Um, I think I'm I'm gonna invest personally. Uh, <laughs> I honestly I, I I don't use Coinbase, but I, I use it more. Yeah, but it's it's a very in the U.S. You know, it's a very well known you know exchange. Um, I think. Forget what they rank. They might be ranked number three right now. You know, as far as uh, total market cap, uh, I think you got Binance at number one. Who's going to always be number one? If you want to, <laughs> Binance is always going to be number one, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, and actually, uh, Nas, Nas, and his his venture capital team was one of the first investors in Coinbase. Yeah, I didn't know that. But that surprised me. Nas, Nas has been doing really good with the investments. What do you What do you think needs to happen for cryptocurrency, I guess, to be more embraced or accepted for regular everyday transactions? That's a good question. Um. Well, first of all, uh, people need to educate themselves. You know, on the actual. Uh, currency itself but if they don't bitcoin is going to do what it's going to do anyway with with or without you you got you got to understand that part so 
it, it doesn't matter. It, it's coming. It's here. It's it's it, it, no stopping. It's no it's no stopping. It's all about when you know. When do you want to you know educate yourself or when do you want to you know? Not be look afraid. At it as a, yeah. People are just scared. <laughs> Not sure, but as far as you know, every day, every day, it, I don't think it, it 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 won't. I personally don't think it'll ever like uh, take over the U.S. dollar. But at the same time, it's it's a valuable option, you know, for uh, a, looked at in a global aspect. Because right now, you know, if I want to send some money to uh, a different country, you know, via wire, you know, I'm not sure you guys understand. Like wires, <laughs> that's that takes a week. <laughs> you know, and we got solutions right now with cryptocurrency that can, you know, take minutes. Right. So, and and we got solutions already. For example, and, and we just we just kind of you know, hold on to you know, old banking strategies and stuff like that because even even today, this is what actually got me into crypto because I was in a, I was frustrated. I didn't understand. Why, as a business owner, I can you can pay me in Mastercard, Visa, American Express on Thursday, and I don't get my money. Uh, let's say you pay me Mastercard, Visa, I don't get my money if you pay me after three o'clock. I don't get my money till Monday. Because you could have been closed on Saturday and Sunday. Okay, and if you if you if you pay me on Monday, okay, now I got my my money Wednesday. Well, we got. I understand that. I, you know, but what you do? What you do with my money? And then you gonna tax me with it? It ain't like you giving me all of it. You you already taking yours all the time, which I'm cool with. But give it to me now. And that's what we have. That's what that's the solutions that we, that that cryptocurrency brings to the table. You know, it, we don't have to wait. We get our money right now, and it's fast. And and, and you know, it's verified. It's on the blockchain. You you see the verification. You see the money is there. Like what? What's wait? What are we waiting for? But uh, hands, you know. Shout out to like all the companies that are actually implementing, you know, things like that, like your Western unions and you know, uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Money grant. Uh, Money grant. You know, uh, I want to say I know Western Union uses Ripple, which is the coin. Um, yeah, they use Ripple. Uh, MoneyGram uh, Money uses it too because MoneyGram or Ripple actually purchased eight to ten percent of MoneyGram uh, as of last year with uh, Brad Garland House. Well, there you go. So it's an easier form of transaction, real. So you gotta wait all these days for your money to come through. And I, you know, and I, I just found out down in Miami, you got a company with a pay of their employees in Bitcoin. Um, people who rent apartments are paying Bitcoin. You can pay your taxes in Bitcoin. Um, Japan just built a smart city with like 2,000 employees. Everything's going to be Bitcoin in there. No, Bitcoin is just a, a means of transaction right now, easy way of transaction. A, a couple of a couple of years ago, the college I teach for, they, um, they got hacked. And there was no access. They couldn't get any access to any, to any of the information. They couldn't even get access to classes. And the people who hacked them were demanding to be paid in Bitcoin. <laughs> that's a regular thing. Yeah, that's a regular thing. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Because it's <laughs> no right? To a certain extent. 
you know, it, and honestly, if we were to get into that, I probably would go over a lot of people's head. That really ain't what I'm trying to do, you know, with with crypto, you know. But at the end of the day, here's the thing: that ain't Bitcoin fault. That ain't crypto fault. You know, the the fact that they want to, you know, get paid in, in crypto or whatever. They you people get scammed out of USD every day. <laughs> That's true. That's what's it like it is. You know, you can get scammed out of your sneakers or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's just that's just the that's that's just the resource. Okay? So the when people point. say yeah, that's just the resource. You know, so there are bad people out there that's gonna request Bitcoin or what have you. Because, you know, it takes a smart person in order to actually, you know, pull the covers back in order to find what's going on. So Maris Havilla says do the companies you're investing in tell you how much you can initially start with? And what I think, I'm going to attempt to try to paraphrase, but what I think um, she's asking is that, do you have to buy a full coin? Oh, good question. Uh, no, you don't. You just have to meet the minimum of which the exchange, uh, the platform that you're actually using, it requires. If that's 30 bucks, then that's 30 bucks. But here's the thing. That's the beauty of, of Bitcoin. When and 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 with the U.S. The U.S. economy, the the smallest dom- denomination that we have is what a penny. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the crypto world, we go beyond a penny, which is called a satoshi. So, if a denomination is a penny, is point zero zero one. Uh, you know, if you go past that 1.0001, that's one Satoshi. So, at the end of the day, like, you can, it goes infinity. So, it doesn't matter if you can have, co- you got coins out there that are trading less than a penny. But if it actually, you know, if it starts off at, you know, two Satoshis, and you put $100 in there, and next month it's trading at four Satoshis, well, you just doubled your money. Same thing, you know, no matter the denomination. So people get very hung up on the price of Bitcoin. Like it's, you know, $50,000, which is is great. That's what we want. But, you know, you know, just like everybody else, you know, we're looking for the next one that's trading at a a Satoshi. Yeah. You know what, I almost liken it as equivalent to, uh, to if you were talking about a regular stock that allowed you to buy in where you didn't have to buy a full share. But it always wasn't like that. No, no, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So at the end of the day, like, the stock market stole, I wish they stole. Stock market adopted that. Yeah, adopted that from crypto market. Antonio Lewis would like to know if you have to, do you have to pay any taxes on selling crypto and does the government oversee the exchanges? Like I, like we already said, right now is a wild, wild west. And of course, you know, you, you need to answer the questions appropriately. But a bigger answer is to find your, whenever you do file your taxes, to find somebody that understands cryptocurrency. Good point. Good point. B-Side said, is there any safe platforms that you may know of to store your coins on besides the nano devices? And I think I was talking to you the other day and asking you about that. So to hold your crypto, you need a digital wallet, correct? 
yes and no. Um, uh, I, the U.S. exchanges seem like all of them have uh, a feature called KYC, which basically is like insurance uh, for your coins. Um, and you can, you know, basically they, they, they implemented that because of, you know, the risks or what have you for, you know, make people feel more comfortable with them actually storing their coins. Like, I know Coinbase offers that, where you can store your coins on their platform and, you know, it's insured. But um, you can, you don't have to store it on there. You can store it on a wallet, you can store it on a, you know, or, or an exchange. Yeah, it's, Robinhood, I think, has gotten into that market too, right? I'm not sure. I don't, I'm really not, not familiar with, with Robinhood. But here's the thing with me I want to get the coins before they get the Coinbase, Robinhood, you know, all the, the popular ones. Because by the time they get the Robinhood, Coinbase, we missed 10 waves. Yeah, it's you know? So at the end of the day, like I was telling, I got a link. In my on my website, go to IMC Mac. I got a Qcoin, I got uh, a Binance. You know, those are those have all the alternate coins. Well, the altcoins, basically, just the lower name coins that people just don't know. They got you know billion dollar uh, market values. It, they they they're doing a lot of uh, transactions on a daily basis. It's just you know it hasn't been mass adopted yet. It hasn't met, made it to like you know. Coinbase, the the well known uh, exchanges. By the time they get on Coinbase, like <laughs> you, you missed a lot of money. You missed a lot of opportunity. I don't even have. A, I have a Coinbase account, but it's no it's no need to be used. What do you project Bitcoin to be? Um, we're not quoting you, but just give a ballpark figure. <laughs> what do you project uh, Bitcoin to be? I guess by December thirty first of this year. Ninety-seven thousand. That sounds yeah, that, was, that was very specific. Yeah, you was sharp. He was on point with that. Yeah, I think I think it. I think it'll break a hundred. I think it'll break a hundred, and then trail back, and then trail back to you know ninety-five, ninety-seven, and going into twenty twenty-two. Um. We got Chinese New Year coming up again in February. <laughs> I think that um, it, it'll, it'll hold a little. And uh, by 2022, I'm, I personally project 150. I got I know right. people that are expecting the space that's talking 200 plus. Yeah, like you have people like uh, Michael Saylor, who owns MicroStrategy. Of course, you have Elon Musk, who owns Tesla. You have uh, the, Winklev- the, the Winklevoss twins. Um, you have a, even Bill Gates. You have a lot of different people that's projecting Bitcoin to even reach a million dollars. But a lot of people don't know, too, is that every three years and change, maybe four years, is that Bitcoin scarcity gets, gets cut down because Bitcoin market cap is 21 million Bitcoin. So every three years or maybe four years, Bitcoin, it gets cut down to where scarcity, to where you can't right. access Bitcoin. And that's, what, right. that's, that's what's making it go up even more. Yeah, I'm glad you, you said that because, I mean, it's a limited supply. <laughs> so at the end of the day, you know, once, once all the coins are gone and, you know, you got yours, I got mine, 
and the exchange has theirs, of course the exchange is going to make the price. But at the end of the day, if I got mine, you know, I still got something that you want. So if if if, if, if the exchange says, you know, uh, one coin is, you know, uh, five hundred thousand, whatever, you know, I I got coins. Like if if I'm coming in at four fifty, then I can get mines off. So my whole thing is it's going to be eventually once all of them are gone, it's going to be like make your own price. That's why they say that. That's why they say it's going to be a million dollars because you'll be able to make your own price. Yeah. I remember Warren Buffett felt horrible about cryptocurrency. Has this position, does anybody know, has this position changed? I don't think it's changed. I mean, I kind of look at Warren Buffett as like that person that didn't want to like adapt to like mobile banking. Like he just want to go in the bank. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I mean, (laughs) you know what I'm thinking though, fellas? Warren Buffett likes to play squirrel. This dude's a lot more cunning than we know. So when he's telling you go left, he's really going right. Number two, number two, this dude is one of the biggest guys in investment in the world. LeBron James, everybody else boosted this guy for financial advice. So all the different multi-multi companies that Warren Warren Buffett owns or, or put money into, a lot of them have access to Bitcoin. So even though if he's saying on CNN or NBC or whatever that he's not invested into it, his see that's that's the verbiage. Okay, prime example. People say, "Oh, Elon Musk put 1.5 million into into Bitcoin." No, Tesla did. So when Warren <laughs> Buffett tell you that, so so when Warren Buffett tell you that he didn't invest in Bitcoin, no, the companies that he own have access and invested in Bitcoin. It's two different things. Yeah, I think Elon Musk is probably going to be one of the biggest uh, Bitcoin whales there are because of the, the amount of things that between him and Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> um, I think that Jeff uh, Bezos too. Jeff yeah. Bezos. But that's the all three of them people we can we can talk all day about. But um, but Elon Musk, the fact that you know you can you know he just you know did what he did with acquiring the uh the amount that he acquired and uh within hours you can buy you know your tesla with bitcoin you know and now he's acquiring all of that you can pay your car note in bitcoin so he's he's steadily acquiring he's steadily steadily acquiring bitcoin you know what i'm saying so at the end of the day you know he can say anything about anything and you know it's going to jump yeah yeah, it sure. has that effect. What do you say to the average investor that says um, cryptocurrency is volatile? That's true. Very so is true. There, I mean, is, there, is there any way to, to offer them, like, offer, I guess, like, reassurance? Well, there's no reassurance that can be offered with any investment. But do you, I guess, do you think that that's what scares people away from investing in cryptocurrency? Yeah, definitely. I think, I think they see that number. You know, <laughs> they see that number where it's trading at. And uh, that's, that actually scares them. But I, I think if you can wrap your head around the fact that, you know, okay, I, I, I said uh, Bitcoin is going to be trading at 97000 So that's not even, you know, 100%, you know, gains right there uh, by the end of the year, you know. So that's that's very modest. But, you know, this, this, this cryptocurrency is out there doing those numbers, you know, in a day. <laughs> on, on a daily basis so it's different you know you can't 
you can't compare them to you know old banking and old uh, you know stocks uh, methods and strategies and stuff like that. Like this is this is different. You gotta you gotta have a good pulse. If you have a good pulse on the, the crypto market, you got a great pulse on the world. Yeah. Yeah. Another question: Can I gift my cryptocurrency to someone? Yeah, I give me let me give you my address. <laughs> I give you my address. But a more important a more important question is, is um when you, when when you when you're sending uh, Bitcoin or or, um, or in crypto to uh, do your transactions, you just you have to make sure that the the, the wallets or the uh, 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 the part of the addresses are are compatible. So just 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 make sure you if you're sending Bitcoin, you know, make sure you you're sending to a Bitcoin address. If you're sending, you know, uh, you know, Ethereum, make sure you send it to a Ethereum address. You can't send your your Ethereum to a Bitcoin address. Two different blockchain technologies. Right. Qualify the statement for me. Fiat is backed by greed. Bitcoin is backed by math. I say that's true because this is the thing. There's a limited supply of Bitcoin. That's a number. Okay? That's math. Fiat, whenever a country gets in trouble, all they got to do is print more money. I seen that little quote. I said, "Yeah, I'm gonna ask this question." <laughs> yeah, I mean, anytime you know, it's it's, it's a, I forgot. Uh, Biden, uh, Biden did something as soon as he got in the door. I was like, "Who, who we get all that money from?" <laughs> no, money. You know, oh, it was uh, was it the green? Oh, was it the green bill? Somebody correct green me. Bill? <laughs> but yeah, what? the money is flowing now. Easy, right? Hey, C-Mac, are you familiar with NFTs? I got people that actually advise me on them, but I, I'm not qualified enough to speak on it. All right, no problem. Uh, let me see. Uh, I think that Bitcoin, for it to skyrocket, one of the many factors is going to be where... You know how you know the 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 the, uh, the cryptocurrency market is highly oversaturated. You got shit coin. I mean, literally, it's a shit coin. There's whatever coin, right? Right. So, so I think once now, if the government do crack down, once they crack down and erase all them other coins that that's meaningless, that's basically people that's trying to do Ponzi schemes. When you have like the the top thirty left. That's when Bitcoin and everything else is gonna jump up because there's there's literally hundreds of crypto, if not thousands of, of different cryptocurrencies. Yeah, thousands of them. But once they once they once they consolidate that and break down and erase the ones that don't mean anything, that's when Bitcoin's gonna skyrocket way past hundred thousands or whatever. Yo, Zane, how much shitcoin do you own? None. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, like the like the, the the stocks that I have that's affiliated with, with Bitcoin, like we discussed before. I have a uh, Grayscale Investment. I have uh, that's a good investment right there. Yes, sir. I have uh, uh, Ethereum Classic Trust. Then I have Ethereum Classic. 
I have uh, Silvergate Capital, Silvergate Capital's quote unquote like the first cryptocurrency bank. But if you look at it also, I mean, come on, you got Square, Square's banking still. Yeah. You have yeah, you have, pay, you have PayPal. Right. You have PayPal. So those are actually <laughs> banks. In the but sense. here's the thing: they're definitely banks. Without saying I'm a bank, I don't I don't really right. understand people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I love Square. I love what they do. I'm not I'm not sure if everyone knows this, but you know, Square uh, is the parent company of, of of Cash App. So. Uh, Cash App is owned by Square, and if you look into like how they maneuver, uh, it's like Square makes Cash App do all the dirty work. You know, <laughs> when it comes to like you know innovative things, because I invested in Square, it was eight dollars a share, and you know right now it's, it's crazy. It's two hundred, right? Yeah, two hundred. <laughs> yeah, so. At the end of the day, uh, I love Cash App. Right now, I really think, you know, within the next few years, you know, Cash App is going, I mean, Square is going to be, you know, solid $1,500. Yeah, I agree. I'm very glad you said that because a lot of people don't know, guess who owns Square and Cash App? There you go. Jack Dorsey, the guy that owns Twitter. Yeah, and Twitter ain't moving. <laughs> right. Twitter not moving, but the other two are. Yeah. yeah. What's Twitter? What's Twitter out of there? Twitter's what, probably 30, 40 bucks a share? Something small. Something small. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, it ain't really worth talking about, in my opinion. I love Twitter. I just, I'm so frustrated with Twitter, you know? But, um. You know what, too, fellas? No, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. But nah, since we were talking about social media, I was gonna go ahead and segue to, um, something that I kind of wrapped my head around. Um, just recently, which was um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg's, uh, you know, created a uh, crypto coin, and it's, it was going to be a stable coin. And for those that don't know, basically, a stable coin is basically it doesn't, uh, uh, it's not volatile, so basically, it just holds its value, you know. So it'll be worth a you know ninety nine cent, a dollar, whatever it is. It's just you know, you put your money there, it ain't, it ain't going up, it ain't going down. But here's the thing, you know, I'm not sure if you guys remember, but you know, they were in court, you know, for a long period, you know, basically just having to spill the beans on like, what are you what are you doing with this? You know, you got so much data, you have so much power, like what are you doing with, they basically had to spill the beans. And, uh, you know, they got some information out of them or whatever, but I think they, they more so scared them to the fact that they're supposed to be launching this coin in 2021. Here we are, you know, uh, about to end of the first quarter, and we still ain't got no, 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 no Libra. That's you know the name of the coin. So <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm ready, personally, <laughs> you know, because if 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 he would have done that. It's definitely when it when it happens, it's going to definitely disrupt the U.S. dollar, and that's that's why you know he's summoned, you know, in court, asking all these questions on you know what are you doing, how are you doing it, you know that type of thing, and trying to you know regulate it. So at the end of the day, um, if you were to invest in Libra, it's a stable coin, so you ain't gonna win, you ain't gonna lose. But what does that do for Facebook? 
And it's I back. That, and it's and it's and the is back. It's not. It's not. You know. It's, it's still decentralized. So, but it's backed by you know all your heavy hitters, your Square, your Uber, your you know, all the big boys are backing it. So we talking about billions of dollars. That you know, so your money's safe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I tell you, fellas. I tell you, fellas. What? There's, there's, huh? I said Mark Zuckerberg gonna find a way to make that money. You're right. Genius, man. I think that's I think the person, the the, the, the big time whale that's a major celebrity, philanthropist, and business owner of a lot of businesses, um, Jeff Bezos, the guy that owns uh, Amazon and all these other companies. From what I was reading, he's going to do one or two things. He's going to create his own cryptocurrency, or he's going to put. Uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin on his balance sheet. And if he puts Bitcoin on his balance sheet just for Amazon's gonna go crazy. So imagine all these other companies that he owned, if he if he if he adopts that and put the balance sheet on, on other companies too, I'm telling you, Bitcoin is gonna be just like how my man said, it's gonna be ninety seven thousand if not more by the end of this year. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I can see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love for him not to create his own coin and to to adopt a, a you know a coin that you know is already established and you know just use that for for transactions. But I can see him doing his own thing. But I would love to see you know a, a dash or something like that because you know dash is a is a is a fork. It, you know, it came from Bitcoin, and I'm you know I. It's way faster, so and it's more secure. Yeah. So you do you accept Bitcoin currently at your um at your shops? I, I do. I mean, it's. I, I mean, I don't say I, I advertise or whatever. I, I, I probably should, but at the end of the day, you know, everybody knows that you know they can pay me Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah. My boss, my boss, yeah. my boss, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mind Bitcoin. I mind Bitcoin. I mind Bitcoin Cash, and I mind Dash. I'm glad you said that too, C Mac. A lot of people that's watching, people that want to get into the stock world, or people that's already in the stocks, invest in Riot, Mara. Well, Riot and Mara are the two mining uh, companies that that are affiliated with Bitcoin. So, um. You definitely oh and uh what's the name uh, uh overstock is also attached to bitcoin too so whenever bitcoin bitcoin goes up overstock like uh, overstock is well over a hundred dollars right now yeah they've been they they uh they've been accepting bitcoin for quite a while that's what you know when they actually started accepting bitcoin you know, you know we just naturally thought that that amazon was going to do the same <laughs> nah he yep. didn't do it yep. Amazon will get that on for. Yeah, I can see that. Well, C, C Mac, I, I want to thank you for joining us. You know, I appreciate you giving us all this information as it relates to crypto. The chat was lively, a lot of good questions. Um, you wanna you wanna promote anything else? We got your your social media handle up on the screen. Your oh LinkedIn. yeah, cool. Say what? What's your LinkedIn again? Oh, I am C Mac. I am C Mac. Um, I got a few ebooks coming out. Um, I got a, a real simple. I like to keep things simple, man. I got um, uh, uh, Cash App to Crypto. So basically, you know, I got you. I'm showing you how how you can move your 
you know, get into the space, as well as I got PayPal to crypto.com. So, you know, as soon as PayPal, you know, releases, you know, how to within uh, in, the, in the U.S., you'll be able to um, get pick up that ebook on my site. Definitely will support it. Yeah, but as far as but as far as being early to the game, the best thing you can do, man, is is to uh, open up a few different exchanges and not necessarily wait for them to be on the, the major ones. But either way, you know, either way, I mean, I, I would love for people to do that. But at the end of the day, you know, crypto is going to do what it's going to do. And that's what people got to realize. It's going to do what it's going to do. But with or without you, you know, it's just how fast it's going to do it. So the, the future of crypto is, is going to be here, whether you like it or not. Yeah. yeah. Well, we want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Another great episode of No Ideas Original Podcast. Peace, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Peace.